0: And again, the critical thing about this is that you're, you're making a small enough step that you can, in fact, follow through and you can, in fact, meet up with all the things mentally that has stopped you before. You've got to meet those things in a small version that you know you can defeat. Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers, answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. Let's get started. Folks, welcome back to Counselors Can Help. Good to talk to you. I am your host, Merrill. Think. Thank you for tuning in to yet another show on change, how to change yourself, your situation, how to stay motivated, how to keep doing it. Uh, before we do that, or start in on that uh, once again, recommend please that you pass the show along, rate it, talk to your friends about it, subscribe. Whatever it takes to, I want your your vote. If I were a politician, how could I get your vote? How could I get your vote of confidence? I guess as it was. So um, that's what we're doing. I'm trying to show you that I continue or hope to continue producing content that you want to hear, and certainly if. If if this is helping you, then I certainly encourage you to keep listening to the show. Like I said before, you can pass this show along and do just as good as any therapist out there probably. So, and you don't even have to have a degree. You don't have to take four years of your life to do it. So today we are talking once again about change, how to keep going. Um, In my practice, I do this thing with trauma called ART uh, accelerated resolution therapy. And oftentimes I'll give people the visual of the the movie, The Christmas Carol, The Ghost of Christmas Past, Present and Future. And we do it with trauma. I do it with memories. I'll talk more about this on a future show, but we're trying to get people to figure out what to do with their past memories because past memories, we go revisit them just like in the movie. And then we we then contemplate on our present, perhaps how the past has gotten us here what does our present look like? And then the future, where this is taking us on our present course, what sort of future is out there. And this in the Christmas Carol movie got Scrooge to change because he saw that the future was not what he wanted, that he was on a collision course with a future that was not hospitable. And so he changed. He made some changes in the present that were pretty dramatic in the movie. Not everybody has to do it that way, but the idea is you can see the future, you can see your present, sort of draw a line between the two and say, that's unacceptable to me. I don't want to be in that future. That's a lot of what change is about. It's about changing the habits that we tend to have of, well, the past got me to sort of where I am, where I am is is what I am, and my future will be an unknown, right? We, we say, well, the future will be, I'm not sure, I'll just live today and... Um, see what happens. One gigantic problem with that is that you're really not making any change. You're likely doing the same, and the future will get you essentially what you're doing, or the future will get you a worse version of what you're doing because you may may have habits that you wish to change and things like that. So, what I'm asking you to do with this example, quickly of the Christmas carol, is just take a bit of a a look into past, present, and future in your own life. What has happened in the past that's got me to where I am today? And what can I point to that if I just keep doing what I'm doing today and sort of draw a line to the future, what will that future look like? Is that a future I want? If not, that's where change comes in. That's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about an idea of seeing where this is taking me and saying to self This is not acceptable. I don't want to be doing this anymore. I need to make some changes. And and I think people tend to see that without too much difficulty. Some people probably hide that. But again, many of you out there think, well, okay, I see where this is taking me and I do want to make the change. The hard part is doing the change. And I get that. Uh, But this series is if you've been with me so far, and congratulations, by the way, if you're still listening out there on this idea of change, that means You're still interested in it. You still want to do it. And really the idea of the past, present, and future is to, again, reinforce the idea that what I'm doing is not a lie and I continue that I want to keep going down, that I need to change it somehow. And so we're continuing to talk about that in this series. So um, the next thing I want to leave you with, the big idea for this show really is we often talk about small change. You'll hear people say, well, start doing whatever it is you want to do in a, in small ways, and then it'll grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's never really a discussion as to why that's important. And I want to do a little bit of that today and get you to understand what's the importance of that concept. And I'll give you a little example. So Stephen Hayes, the one of the founders the, of uh, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, which started out my my therapy life, I guess, following that way of thinking gives the example of, let's say you are in the store, the grocery store, finishing up your shopping and you, you've you got a, a toddler with you or maybe a young cousin or someone like that that sees the candy that's forever down low at the cash register and the child starts complaining that they want this or that M&Ms or Snickers or whatever it is and complaining louder, louder and louder and making kind of a scene. The question in your mind is, what are you going to do or how long are you going to let this go? Some people will say to themselves, well, I'm going to sort of ignore the child and let this go on for about 30 seconds or till that time feels right, essentially to where I think it's, it's gone too far. They're thinking this in their head. They're not telling the child. Now, if the child knew what your plan was, that if the child needed to scream to meet your time criteria, you would give up. You'd let the child have the candy. You say to yourself, I'll let them scream 30 seconds. If they go over that, then I'm just going to let them have the candy. I just want out of the store. Well, if the child knew that was your plan, they would scream 31 seconds because they know the game. They're, they're in on it. So I think that makes sense. I mean, if, if, if someone knows where the line is that they can push you, they will just push slightly past the line because that's all they need to do. So how do you take this into change? So the idea of change is many folks will say to themselves, I'm going to go do that thing. I'm going to get on that plane. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to, whatever it is, say hello to my neighbor when it feels right or when I feel like it or when when I'm not as anxious, when I'm not as depressed, when, when I feel stronger, then I'm going to do the thing. When I feel better, then I'm going to go make the change. And this can in some ways seem quite logical. Why don't I wait till I feel better? Why don't I wait till I feel more anxious or less anxious, excuse me. I'm gonna wait till I have a better shot at success. That seems reasonable. You have now put your nervous system in the place of knowing what line it needs to cross so that you never do the thing. We are now back in the store, you and the child. You have now told the child, in this case, your nervous system or whatever it is, what the line is that you cannot make the change. What level of pain will you, must you be feeling before you stop trying to do something different? And so if you have that line in place, you'll routinely walk up to and pass that line because your, your mind knows the game. Your mind is the child. It knows how to get you to stop this may seem very strange. And I, and I certainly understand a bit wild. How is it my mind is fighting me? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, if you're afraid to go do something, and let's say you're trying to change, get out of a fear, let's say, it's scary. And it's easier to say, up, I can't handle that today. I'm too scared. I can't go do the thing. And I know what that level is that will make me not go. Well, your, your nervous system and your mind will tend to push you in that way. So how does this link with this idea of making small changes? So the idea is you don't set a, a limit on it. You don't set a feel-good factor on it. You don't set any preconditions about the change you are about to make. This is where starting small comes in. And you've heard me almost joke before as an example of going to the gym, let's say you wanted to get more exercise, maybe got a personal trainer, it may be more than you can do to be in that gym for any length of time. Well, all you need to start is really just maybe drive to the gym or drive and walk up to the door or maybe go in and just talk to someone, something small that maybe isn't a full up workout. Why do that? That seems silly and a waste of time. You're doing it because while you're doing that, your nervous system and your brain will kick in and and produce all sorts of arguments as to why this isn't enough, this is just gonna fail, on and on about making excuses and telling you that you can't do it. Why we pick something small to start with is because we don't want to have that fight Basically, what you're telling yourself is, this is what I can do, and this is what I will do. If the example is the gym, tomorrow, after work, I will drive over to the gym, and I'm going to talk to someone inside. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make that happen. And if my nervous system tells me not to do it as I'm walking up to the door, I'm going to try my damnedest to not listen to that. So that that's the idea of doing something small, is you're trying to pick something that you know won't basically overwhelm you. It's going to make you uncomfortable. It's going to produce perhaps some negative thoughts, but you'll do it. You know, you can do it. And so you will. So what, what's happening there is you've taken a very small step and a scary step or a depressing step or whatever it is, whatever change you're trying to accomplish. And you've done something and you've done something, even though your brain was telling you not to do it. Or presenting arguments as to why this was a waste of time. And then tomorrow you do a little bit more and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. Every day you keep pushing that your brain will fight you again and again, and you just keep going on this process and you keep ratcheting this up at levels again that you know that you can handle something that you will do that you know you can do. And follow through on it. So let's say that you go to walk in, in this case, the gym example. I'm going to stop at the gym and I'm going to go in and talk to someone. Well, you get to the parking lot and you just can't do it. You can't go inside. It stops. Well, by this theory, what we have then is an ask that was just too big. So tomorrow, we... We, we back it up. We say, well, I made it to the parking lot today. Tomorrow I'm going to increase that. I'm going to get to the parking lot and I'm going to walk up to the door. I'm not going to go in, but I'm going to get out of my car and I'm going to walk towards the facility. I know I can do that. So tomorrow you do it. And again, the critical thing about this is that you're, you're, Making a small enough step that you can, in fact, follow through, and you can, in fact, meet up with all the things mentally that has stopped you before. You've got to meet those things in a small version that you know you can defeat. And as you walk up the next day and just walk to the door and you get back in your car, your brain's going to say, "It's not enough. should be doing more, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, you did. You made the next step. And now something really cool can start to happen is that you now know what thoughts we're telling you walking up to the door. You know what to expect tomorrow when you're going to go in or whatever your next goal is, you know, sort of the line of thinking that is going to happen in your brain and you have a, the ability, you know, you've stopped it. You know, you defeated it today. That will not stop me tomorrow because I already defeated it today. I know what thoughts are going to come. I know how I felt. I know that I can do it. So it's essentially practice defeating the thoughts. And it's so crucial that you plan something that you can do and you follow through. And then you work on what the thoughts are and you experience those and you just get better and better at defeating them. Essentially, you set up a game. You can win. You cheat. You make the game winnable. You Slowly start to build confidence That you can defeat the thing This is essentially a, a major strategy For fear I mean I've, I've given you somewhat of a fear example here But it can happen in numerous examples Same kind of thing If something is stopping you You do enough of it And then do a the little more the next day And more the next day And more the next day You've still got to have some vision in mind As to what you want Or what you're ultimately trying to do But you don't have to make that change In one, in one effort it doesn't have to be that way. That may be what's been stopping you. You always have the ability to do more. If you feel better, do more if you If your goal was just to walk in and walk out, do it. You're certainly welcome to stay and talk to someone if you feel like, "Oh, this wasn't so bad i can I can do this." And also letting yourself know again, we've talked about this your, your now self and your future self. remind as you make changes. My future self is going to be glad I did this today What can I do that my future self will be quite happy that I spent time on and that I did Making change Incremental change You are going to be glad you did that The tomorrow you will be glad that you are on your way to this thing So I hope you're getting the idea as to why We go small And not just small but things that you can and will do and you schedule and you do them. If you can't, that means that you've scheduled them too big. You, you have to, you, again, back up, take a smaller and smaller version of it until you defeat those thoughts on a small version and then you just keep growing that and growing that and growing that. Defeating the inner you, defeating those old memories, those old thoughts is key to many forms of change. Not all, but many times this is the thing, that it takes a small effort to produce bigger results. That comes with change in relationships. That comes with change in socializing yourself, going out into the world and maybe meeting people. A lot of scary things that we just don't know how it's going to go yet, but we see ourselves as wanting to do that thing and sort of imagining doing it all in one big gasp is just too much. So I hope you see what it is, why we go small, why we make change in pieces and do what you can and, and will do tomorrow. It's not, it's not, oh, I didn't get around to it. Oh, well, this happened or I didn't feel like it or whatever. No, if, if those, if that's what you're telling yourself, then you made the thing too big. You made the ass too big. Cut it down, back it up, make it smaller tomorrow and go and do the thing. And once you've done it, now you can start building incrementally on what you know you can do and then you just. Keep asking for a little more and a little more and a little more after that. Knowing that your brain will make the argument that this is silly. Be ready for it. It's okay. You've heard all the stuff before. So I hope you make sense of that. Enjoy that. This is how change happens. This is go to any psychologist, any therapist. They're always going to tell you, go small make small change. And sometimes you don't need to, honestly. But if you're if you are the one stopping the change and have for a long time, you probably need to change in short bursts um, in the direction that you want to go. Okay, so now you, you sort of understand these the science behind it, if you will, the why we make small changes, and why it's important to actually follow through. And if you can't follow through, then you the, the ask is just too big. So I think I've said that a couple times already, but it's important that I really follow that idea up. You really have to understand that concept and that will produce success and change because you now always have confidence that the next day, whatever more you ask of yourself, you're really only adding a little bit more on. And so you know you can do it. It's just, it's building confidence. Waiting to the day that you feel like it likely will fail almost always. Likely you will not change your how you feel about something overnight or accidentally or going to some motivating talk show, whatever it is. Likely you're going to need a bit of help into getting started. And so that's my best explanation and hopefully uh, clarify why we start small and what exactly that means in the way of a strategy. So Thank you for listening. Hope you found that useful. We will discuss again more on the topic of change. Bring, bring more of that good stuff. And uh, hope to see you on Counselors Can Help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself through a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.